Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. This podcast is about sharing strategies and ideas to help business owners build, protect, and transition their businesses for the future while creating more balance in their life. Your host is Thomas J. Perrone, CLUCIC, and president of the New England Consulting Group of Guilford Incorporated, consulting business owners for over 50 years. Welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth. Hi, I'm Tom Perrone, and I'm your host. And this podcast is all about learning strategies to build your business, to create greater profit, but to create also an abundance of leisure time so you can enjoy what you're building. Today, we have a wonderful guest, and I would like to introduce to you Jim Batulio, welcome to Building and Protecting Your Business Worth podcast. How are you, Jim? I'm great, Tom. Thanks for the invite. Oh, you're quite welcome. And Jimmy, uh, really, I appreciate your participation. You know, you and I have known each other for many, many years, and you service all my cars, both American and foreign, and you've done a great job. So this is kind of exciting for me to talk about something I'm using uh, not not as often as I, I mean, I don't want to use it too often, but I don't mind coming to your place. But Jim, <laughs> you know, I've watched you now for 20 years build that business. Um, and I have a lot to say about it because I observed really positive things. But let me tell the audience a little bit about who you are. Um, Jimmy is a third generation auto mechanic. Um, his oldest memory is certainly tickering in his grandfather's auto repair shop on the weekends. And now he does run a very successful shop called Guilford Texaco and been doing that for over 20 years. Uh, he's married uh, to his wife, Lori, with 10 kids, uh, 10 years and uh, four kids, Jim. Four kids. Yep. Yeah. Together. Mm-hmm. And um Jimmy's one of the most mild-mannered guys you could ever work with. I, I can tell you that uh, I've been working with him a long time. My kids have brought his car, their cars there, and uh, we enjoy the relationship with Jimmy. But, Jim, I've noticed so many good things about you growing as a business owner. I know you're a good mechanic and you have good people, but I want to talk to you about running a business because you got 20 years into this and you're doing great. So, Tell me how you got started actually making this a full-time profession. Um, I was kind of born into it. It was uh, just one of those things. I just really was just born into it. Um, And I went to high school, went to automotive school. Um, I got a job working at a local Ford dealer and I was actually cleaning cars. That's where I started cleaning cars. And then they just, I literally went through the ranks completely, right? From, uh, became the prep rust proof guy to the oil change guy. And next thing you know, I was the head guy. Um, and it was good, but I kind of had plateaued where I was. And then at the time I was able to uh, partner up with Jim McNeil and have an opportunity here to come in with Guilford Texaco and possibly, uh, you know, ownership down the road. And that's kind of where it all kind of led off. And, you know, you come from, uh, you have a wonderful family and, uh, the marriage between you and Jimmy McNeil, who uh, many people maybe don't know, but Jimmy owned Guilford Texaco for years, and Jimmy was a very good owner. And uh, Jim Petulia is very coachable, and I watched him be coached by Jim, and it's paid off because Petulia's got one of the best stations you can possibly go to for your car and feel very, very secure and honest. 
And uh, your whole family's like that. So it's kind of a nice environment. But Jim, you know, you went through and going up to the ranks is a really, really important thing. People uh, downgrade that. But no, you need to learn all parts of what you do for a living. But what do you think that the, the areas that you did uh, to create the success you've had? What are the stages that you felt were the springboard to become very successful the way you've done done at this point of the game? Well, Tom, to be honest with you, um, it, it wasn't always an easy road. I had plenty of fa- failures along with success, um, but you have to take those failures and learn from them. Um, you know, sitting here at 52 years old, looking back, um, there was probably some things I could have done differently. Um, I'm kind of a control freak and I'm kind of hands-on. So, um, with that being said, it was like, I guess I learned, I learned that there's more than one way to skin a cat. Maybe possibly my, some employees could do the job the same way, but not, um, the same exact way in which I do it. Well, you, so you're really saying you became very flexible in the way you look at how people are getting the job done and not so much of a control freak. It's got to be done this way. You're flexible as an employer. Yeah. I have to look at it from both sides of the fence. Um, as far as that part goes. Um, yeah, definitely. Well, that's good communication because, uh, I have a lot of, uh, podcasts on communication and that's one of the big problems is bosses want to, want it done one way and they don't want to hear it. So you're very flexible, but that's your personality too. You're, you're very flexible. What, what are, um, so people always find struggles and that's a key point. You, you didn't do everything the right way the first time, but you found your way. So what do you believe makes someone successful while others struggle? Um, I think that you got to sit back and learn about your, about your inner self and then learn about your decisions. I mean, there was plenty of nights I would go home after making some decision at work and review that in my head. It just like never went away. It would just keep bringing in there and, you know, deciding whether I made the right decision, whether it be with a, you know, a client or an employee, um, just really learning how to think things through before you react. Um, I think that's a really important factor. You have to kind of, it sounds like, you know, it's not just you anymore. It's like having a family, huh? Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, the business has always been treated that way. Um, the employees here are like family. We have many discussions in my office when people come in, it's like, Jim, I need to see you today. And it may not be anything to do with the business. It may be something about their personal life or something like that. And you have to, you have to be willing to let yourself um, be on both sides of that. Because these are the people that work for you every day. And the more more you give them, the more they're going to give you back. Well, you know, knowing you so well, you appreciate your clients and your customers very much. And you never take them for granted. And if you, you work, if, person, if a person worked with you over a period of time, they see that immediately. And I think I could see how you treat your employees. And I'm going to talk about that a little later. Um, Jimmy, what is, what's happening in the industry? Uh, and why I ask that is when I bring up my, my European car or whatever, a foreign car, I guess, um, uh, we talk about what's happening and I hear you say, well, I had to get this computer for this type of model, 
blah, blah, blah. Is that where everything going right now, the computers and everything? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, the industry has become very complicated from when I first started. Um, it's, you know, the computers, we have probably three different computers out there and they're literally about $300,000. And there's probably about five to $6,000 a month worth of constant updating of these computers. And then obviously training for the staff on how to hand, handle the computers. Um, every car, unfortunately, it doesn't have, there's not one baseline of a computer anymore. The foreign cars have a particular computer set up. Our United States vehicles have a different, our Europeans have a different, um, and they all have a different approach. Um, and trying to stay in this industry right now, um, you're either on board with this stuff or you're not. There's no middle ground with this anymore. In other words, you, what you're saying is that if you're not willing to invest a lot of money in your industry, you're out of business. Exactly. Yeah. If you're not willing to invest, you're just not, you're not, whether it's, you know, in the employees or the equipment as well. But if you're not willing to invest, you you will be phased out of this business at this point. Yeah. And then the strong do survive. And um, uh, again, watching your, you grow your business, you've done all the right things. Um, and so you're committed to the, to the business. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, you're, you're growing by leaps and bounds. I know you're extending the building and you're, you're always upgrading. Um, what do you think are the, the strategies that you feel comfortable with that have built the, the success you've had? What are the things that you're doing as I call them value value drivers? Um, for an example, I know you have great staff and I see you delegating. That's a, a value driver. What are some of the other things that you think are helping you grow? Um, honestly, I think that I would I would say one of the biggest growth engines that we have is, is some of our staff. You come into our business, um, it doesn't look like an automotive repair shop. It's, it's a very well kept clean. Um, we have an amazing customer lounge area with coffee and TV and a little fireplace in there and you can sit and relax. Um, it's very professional. Um, you walk into an office actually with three women um, working on the, on the desk all the time. You don't see that in the automotive industry a lot. And these ladies that work in our, our place are college educated, trained in the automotive field. Um, they do actually know what they're talking about when they have a logical conversation with you. Um, we do have the emissions program here. Lots of people come in here that have never been here before. And we find that that small interaction with them seeing the place, meeting the girls, seeing me around, um, they'll go home and they'll come back here. And we have a lot of first-time customers that we make permanent customers just based off that one initial touch um, that they see through the interaction of just as simply as an, an emissions, just to be here for emissions. You know, I, I was going to wait to talk about that because my personal experience was when you put that customer lounge in was and I remember I told you I said this is fantastic I can come here watch tv have coffee it's there uh you throw your career again you feel comfortable it's warm and you get us out in no time I mean that the, it's a little detail but it's a big detail and you do that really really well and I might also add when you walk in there's Casey there's Lori they're smiling they're talking to you and I whenever I've dealt with them 
they've told me directly what's going on, what's not going on, that kind of thing. So what, what Jimmy's telling us is, is very true because I experience it a couple of times a year. Um, Jimmy, you keep uh, one of the nice things of working with Guilford Texaco is when the guys come out to start my car, AAA guy, or I go into the office, I always see a familiar face. They've been around. What are you doing? What What's your long range uh, plan of keeping people? Because you do keep them. How's that happening? Um, well, one, I think it's being fair for people. Two, it's um, inviting them into our family. I, you know, I consider every employee that works for me uh, a family member. Um, so I'm tentative to all their needs and things that goes on in their personal life as well. Um, I think that the pay um, scales, we are um, people that do pay an honest, fair wage for what they're doing out there. Um, and I, I think that just the whole relationship, I mean, like, you know, like I said, we, you know, we will have a conversation. Our door, office doors are always open to have conversations with any employees based on whatever their needs are and whatever they may need help with along the way. Um, as far as that part, you know, it goes, but we do have a, you know, a well-run place. And I, I think that some of my employees will definitely carry my shoes well after I'm gone. Uh, you know, building, I've helped build many businesses with suggestions and brought in my team. And one of the key things has always been to work with what they call value drivers. And I, just by uh, experiencing working with you and looking around, A, you have a great culture at your business. In other words, people are walking around happy. They're happy to come to to work. I bet you have very few absenteeisms. Um, yeah, actually, you know what? I do have a lot of dedicated employees that will even show up if they got a little cold, to be honest with you. Um, it's been a little bit different now with COVID involved. The navigation's right. a little bit different. I've had to make some decisions to whether somebody doesn't feel well to how to handle the situations. Um, definitely uncharted waters, you know, as far as this whole COVID thing goes, but I do have dedicated employees. They actually will, I will say that a lot of them feel bad when they have to call out sick because they are sick. Yeah, uh, no, I get it. And the other thing I notice is there's other parts of the culture. You know, when you walk into a business like yours and you see people wearing Guilford, Texaco t-shirts, you know, it's almost like going to Trader Joe's. Uh, that's the kind of service you're giving people. And everybody has fun at Trader Joe's. And not everybody has fun getting their car repaired, but you make it, you know, you don't make it as difficult. And uh, I, I noticed that. And I also noticed, Jimmy, you you have systems, very good systems of delegating the computer systems and the way the office runs. You must have spent a lot of time developing that. We have spent a lot of time developing that. And actually, we're working more on that now than ever before, just due to the fact is that um, for a long time, I was so hands-on in my business. Now I have worked and got myself some great key employees. Um, I have Lori and Heather in our towing department. They're absolutely amazing as far as getting everything done. I can relax. I don't have to look at them every day and keep an eye on things. Um, we got Casey and a new young lady named Paige at the service department. Casey um, has worked side by side with me for four years. Um, Casey basically is me. I mean, she, she knows this business. She knows everything. She knows how I'll react. I literally could start a conversation and she could finish the conversation for me. Um, 
and investing in those employees right now is the best thing, which has allowed me to step back just a smidgen bit from my business and work more on my business instead of my business working me. Oh, wow. That's great. In my book, which I gave to you, I talk about that. I talk about you You don't have a business unless you're working on the business, even though you know you have to work in the business a lot. Uh, what you've done is really create all those value drivers that it takes to bring your business and scale it and, and let it work for you so you don't have to, you're not working for your business. The business is working for you. And you, you've learned one of the most important things I've noticed is to delegate. And, and I'm laughing because I go back over 20 years with you. And that's one of the major things I've seen is you learned how to delegate really well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a pretty good delegator. Um, I get, but the whole thing with delegating is you have to have that, that comfortable, responsible feeling, or at least I do, that the delegate that I delegate gets followed through the way I need it to get followed through. Yeah, and obviously over time that creates uh, having that done so many times it creates the confidence. You may, mentioned Casey, and I have to agree with you. Every time I come in, Casey tells me exactly what I know I would hear from you, uh, and she she's technically she's amazing. Uh, for, it's 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 fantastic. So you have some really really good people, and um, again, the experience I have is amazing when I come to see you. Um, what's What's some of the key points you're dealing with? I mean, you, we always talk about finding good people. What's going out there with trade schools and where do you find them? Well, um, trade schools are, they're good, Tom. Um, the problem is that, honestly, there's just not many people in the automotive. And not many guys are graduating high school today being like, I'm going to be an auto mechanic or a plumber. I mean, it's not, it just extends more of any general labor more so than, um, you know, electricians just, unfortunately it's a, it's a dying breed and it's a little scary to discuss that, you know, um, my son, Jimmy, who runs Guilford, Texaco North, um, one day he'll be back here running this location and, uh, have this whole operation to deal with and I, much past his generation. I'm not sure where we're going to be with this industry. Um, it's very difficult to find guys um, as well, my guys are dedicated to me. Guys are dedicated to everybody else. Um, so you don't find a lot of guys moving unless there's some sort of upset that happens. Um, it's, it's, it's very tough. Very, very tough. So obviously, uh, uh, that's the big payoff by creating what you did is to keep these people. It's a lot easier to keep them and train them the right way than lose them and try to find new people. Yeah, it's almost not an option anymore to just lose somebody and find somebody else and think you're going to find somebody like it's just not it's just not that easy anymore. But, you know, you are committed because you're expanding. Tell us a little bit about your expansion. Um, well, for a long time, we wanted to expand. And, um, you know, it, anytime you take on a whatever half a million dollar project, it's a it's a little nerve wracking to whether you should actually do it if it's a good idea people tell you getting bigger is not better. You know, there's like a whole bunch of different scenarios involved with it, but um, we are getting bigger. Um, I found that our wholesale accounts, um, like Munger Construction, Massey Plate and Glass, uh, we just got Loopy Bakeries, um, Bender Plumbing and Nationwide, Budget Truck Nationwide. We find that our wholesale division of 
the company has grown um, in leaps and bounds. And I believe that's just because, you know, we, we do give a, a great value and a great service. And I think that, you know, among people, they talk. And next thing you know, you have, you know, another guy in here with a construction company. Hey, you did work for so-and-so. And um, we're just constantly finding that 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 leaps are growing. So we are looking for um, more techs. We have a constant ad in the paper. Um, I try to source people out and get expanded to where I have 4,500 square feet being added on, which equals about eight service bays more. So um, we'll definitely need to have production in that shop as well to maintain the price of the building. But we're very, fairly confident we can handle that. Well, yeah, I mean, that just tells me how committed you are to your business where, uh, you know, again, capital and labor are the two most expensive parts of your business. And you're you're doing it both. You're keeping people with good pay and you're investing in what you need to invest with to make the, the customer uh, get the work done for, you know, for all types, wholesale and retail. Um, yeah, the, the wholesale business, I assume, would be uh, a, a type of business that's steady work, but obviously demanding work because you can't fail there. You can't, you, there's no shortcuts, is there? There's no shortcuts. People depend on us. Um, and that's the difference, I think, that separates our garage from other garages is that um, we, we, we will work. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, our guys are so dedicated. They'll work till 12 o'clock at night on a truck, knowing that that client needs to have that truck by four o'clock in the morning for a delivery. And um, so, we, you know, it's demanding that you don't want to leave anybody hanging out there. These, just like our tow trucks, these trucks that we work on make people money. That's what their purpose is. Um, so supplying superior service right down to the fact that we even have a, a quarter service where, you know, we do run out to New Haven, pick up a truck for a customer, do the repairs to the truck and bring it back to him. So he's not leaving his business and having to worry about dropping off a truck or whatever. It's, you know, simply we pick it up. Uh, we talk, usually e email communication. This is what it needs. What do you want to do? Fix it. I need it back by this time. And we make sure that that happens. One of the interesting things about you running your business, um, you've created this mentality of service first, it, just like you just explained. Yeah, we go and get it for the customer because it's more convenient for them. It's not as convenient for us, but we're going to do that. Uh, and I've noticed that comes first before uh, anything else. And that obviously has paid dividends for you, Jim. I think so. Um, by any means, we're not the cheapest garage on the shoreline. But what separates us, like I said, is our service. Um, you know, a lot of these garages these days, you bring a car for a check engine light. And, you know, you come back two weeks later, check engine lights back on. And all these garages, you know, people don't know. And they're, they're not honest with these people. And they're like, you know, oh, well, got a situation here. It's not the same exact thing. So we want you to pay again. doesn't work that way at Guilford Texco. We're going to fix your car one time. 99% of the time, we're fixing it right the first time. And if there's a problem, we stand up and we own that problem because none of us are on, a, on a daily basis are 100% perfect. Well, you know, again, I've had experiences where my cars have come uh, or have the ability to go independently to you versus going to the dealership. 
And you know, we've had many discussions about the, the vast difference in charges of what they wanted to charge me versus what you charge me. And also you made a good point. Sometimes the dealerships will look at something and make it sound much worse than it really is. And before you know it, uh, you're spending five, 600 to a thousand dollars when it was only a $150 type of deal. And you're very honest. And um, I, I think people come back to that because they realize that you're giving them the straight scoop. Um, so that's certainly a big, big benefit. Again, it's that culture you've created of total honesty and upfront. I think that's great. Um, Jimmy, tell us about um, what what are some of the things that people should know about during the winter with their car for preventative maintenance type of things? Um, well, I think one of the biggest things is um, batteries. Batteries are a huge thing. Um, and not only during the the winter months, but the hot summer months, believe it or not, people think that the batteries only, you know, a weak battery is only going to show up actually in the winter time. But even during the hot summer months, those batteries show up. Um, testing a battery these days with these new testers we have is literally about a two minute process. Um, so as part of, you know, our services here, when we do an oil change on your vehicle, the battery is tested, um, all fluids are topped off and a little mini inspection is done. Um, all that is done. You get your brakes checked, you get your front end checked. And it's, um, it's a good system here that we do where you can, um, leave us your email address and we, we note things. So there may be, I may note to you, Hey, Tom, you need brakes next oil change. So whatever, three, four months down the road, you'll get an email from Guilford Texaco letting you know that in three to four months, you're going to need some brakes. And then we give you a reminder, maybe at that three month mark, one more time. And then we get you back and we take care of that. Um, antifreeze, another quick check on cars. People don't ever flush their antifreeze, it seems like. And over time, it builds up acid in the system. And we have issues down the road. People want to know why my radiator is leaking or why I have a bad head gasket. And sometimes it's just a simple maintenance product that may have only costed $80 or $120. Um, but the problem is that people aren't educated on, on how to uh, handle that where our staff here is educated on how to handle that and make suggestions among maintenance of your vehicle along the way to help ease some of these situations that we have. Jim, do you have a maintenance uh, program where someone who, let's say a typical person who doesn't know much about cars, uh, but doesn't have a mechanic, but would like to get kind of a, an inspection of the car, do you have any program where they can come in for, for an example, a fee for you to look down and over the car? Yes, we do have a minimal fee and we will look your car over from stem to stern. And, you know, if we can build a relationship with you, that's even better yet, because then we know your car better than anybody. Um, if we have a new person coming in and we don't know their car, after the inspection's done, there will be some questions asked, like a uh, typical example would be a timing belt. If your vehicle, we can't tell if it had a timing belt in it, um, a lot of guys do have little stickers they put on to indicate when the belt was serviced and stuff like that. If not, we go on the we go on the customer, we have a conversation with them about what, what items may have been done somewhere else, you know, and what items may not have been. And then we have a suggestion from there. Um, Casey's really good at having customers understand what, you know, in if they have a, a list of a thousand dollars worth of repairs that they need, but maybe they only need a couple hundred dollars for the repairs or immediate issues right now. 
and then space the other ones out over the next year, be giving them maybe, you know, every time they come in for an oil change, pick one of the services that may need to get done to help people with expenditures as far as that goes. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, again, having so many years of experience with you and watching your crew do it the right way, uh, you could, it's very easy to feel comfortable working with you and your firm. And uh, that's been one of the biggest uh, uh, things that if you own a car, because they're so expensive now, that you really want a really good place to bring it where you feel you're being told the honest truth and, and you guys do a good job. Uh, Jim, uh, tell us a little bit about you. How many trucks do you have for the AAA? Uh, currently, we have four service vehicles which go out on the road and they handle all of our jump starts, flat tires, and um, mobile battery service. So, if you had a uh, jump start at your house and you needed a battery, they test the battery and then they can actually install it right in your house or at your driveway, your place of work, big wise parking lot, wherever it may be. Um, and it's a very popular service. People think that it may not be that popular, but I will tell you that it's a very popular service. I've been through, I've been through that service twice, and I have to tell you, uh, the first of all, the service is amazing, and secondly, it's probably three times cheaper. I don't even use the word cheaper, but less expensive than if you went to a dealer to get a battery. Um, and I mean that <laughs> so. For the audience out there, if they have problem batteries, they should call AAA because that's the best deal in town, really, for batteries, right? It really is. And um, to be honest with you, AAA, um, they've been a part of success to our business as well. Um, it's a very well-known firm. Um, they're very good at what they do. And we have constant referrals coming in off the road from AAA, uh, driving business back to our facility as well. Um, I do contribute some of my success there um, for sure. Um, and it's been a good marriage over the years. It's been a good marriage. For yeah. And, and that can be tough sometimes uh, because of the demand, but you, you've done a real good job with it. Jimmy, I, I'm going to put all the contact information in the show notes. Uh, so when we put this up on the podcast, people will be able to get in touch with you. But before we close, is there any uh, particular point you want to bring up uh, at this point? Um, I guess the only thing I really could say is that um, I, I'm very, uh, very fortunate to have a, a great staff of employees um, to help me make my business as successful as it can be. And I think that yeah, uh, everybody has to learn to value their employees. It's important. Well, I'm going to summarize it in two fashions here. I'm going to summarize you as a business person because if forget the cars, forget the automobile deal, you as a business owner are doing all the right things to grow your business, to create value, to create profits, to create culture, to keep employees. And you're doing all the right things. And I, I can't tell you over my 50 years of as a consultant work with so many companies, how many times I've said to people, you have to do these things if you want to have a growing business. And you're doing them all because I not only see it, I've witnessed it. And, you know, it's very easy to go to your, your place and see all that's happening and see your growth. The second part of this is you as a person and use a company and the culture and the honesty and I have to tell you, Jim, 
my family, my hope, my kids, everybody, whoever goes to, they feel, uh, you know, this is the way it is. And Jimmy's telling us the truth. So it's true. It's a very comfortable relationship that you've created. So I want to congratulate you because you're doing the public a great service. I appreciate that, Tom. Well, uh, Jim, I I, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on and help us in a, a, a quite a bit. I hope the business people listening have learned some of the things that have been very successful to you, but also the fact on how you're treating your customers obviously leads to a great future. So, Jim, I want to thank you for taking the time and wishing you the best. Thank you. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and listening. It was a good show today. And uh, if you would help us out by subscribing, click a like. Uh, if you have any ideas or thoughts that you would like to share with us, please email me at tperone, that's P-E-R-R-O-N-E, at N-E-C-G-G-I-N-C dot com. And if you are a business owner, or you know business owners that would like to participate on our show, certainly let me know. We certainly welcome everyone who is a business owner to help people out there that are running businesses with great ideas and strategies to make them successful. So again, thanks for tuning in. I certainly appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Whenever you're ready to grow and protect your business while creating more balance in your life, here are three steps you can take. One, subscribe to this podcast. To request a free copy of Tom's newly published book, Unlocking Your Business DNA, email Tom at tperone at necgginc.com. And on the subject line, type DNA. Include your mailing address. And thirdly, take the one-minute scorecard and report to see how efficient you are in your business planning. Email tperone at necgginc.com and request scorecard. For additional information, click the show notes.